Public Access, Channel 9. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding hour of ghosts and strange things. I am Ruth Kirk, <laughs> your host, and that's the strange thing. You're a strange thing. And with me, my lovely co-host, the blonde bombshell, what the humba, the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody. It's been and a while I, since I've I, actually seen you in... I know, right? It's, it's, it's did, did just... Did you get blonde since the last a time I saw you? crazy, yeah. yeah okay. It's a little green right now, yeah. but... Uh, so is my <laughs> silver lux. <laughs> uh, it has been a few months since we have uh, had an actual show with both of us in the same place at the same time. That's scary. It is. In itself. It's just been, it's just been a strange, strange, not an unfortunate series, series of, of events, events, but a strange series of events. But we're back. We can Here have we a are. TV show. Here strange we are. series of events. Yes. Speaking of strange series of events, uh, I don't know if you've been following me on Facebook, Ronald Kolick. Uh, I to. have. Yes, I know. You always do. The blonde always follows me. Always. Anyways, um, I received this package in the mail. It was a book, one of my books, and no note, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a photograph inside of it. I have no clue where it came from or anything. The postmark was like obliterated. I couldn't read it or whatever. And uh, no note or anything. The photograph was like probably 60 or 70 uh, developed film. Mm-hmm. It was yellowish. There was two girls. When I mean girls, people think like little girls. No, these were, mm, you know, 18, 19, or 20s, you know, older girls. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's so young. Sitting on grass. Yeah, everybody's young. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sitting on grass in a wooded area. So I have no clue. But all a bunch of strange events have happened since I've got this photograph. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have. Yeah, we had, we had one today. It was like weird. It yeah. was like yeah, just talking on the phone. All of a sudden, Ron's gone. Ron's gone. Like I was talking there. air. No, I was there. I could hear every word you saying, but you couldn't hear me. Not at all. And I kept calling you back, and it was the same thing. And you called me the first time, and I, it was the same thing. And then finally, you did get through, and we were fine. Yeah. So very odd. Which book was it that they mailed back to you? Wouldn't you like to know? Oh, was it your new one? You just don't want to say. I'm not going to say. Maybe they didn't like it and they just sent it back. That's what I figured, you know. <laughs> Either that or they wanted an autograph. Or this other. book stinks. Yeah, Take it back. <laughs> that's, that's what... Just kidding. Yeah, just whatever. Kidding. Anyway. So, 
We decided to look at other strange things today, which is... Yes. Okay. Who's... All right. I'm going to say it. All right. So, <laughs> we're like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Do we have a guest? We don't have a guest. Nobody loves us. Nobody, nobody's going to be our guest. But anyways. Who wants a good East Bridgewater? I know, really. <laughs> so, As I... broadcasting East Bridgewater. Just came across... Uh, just Googling, see what struck my fancy, and I came up with psychomantiums oh. and mirrors. Ron said, I said psychomantiums. Ron said, haunted mirrors. Okay, that's the theme. Because kind so of So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I just wanted to start, I'm going to put my old lady glasses on here. I want to start with a quote here, okay, because I found this quote today uh, from an article in the Paris Review. And, yes, what, we're what so sad about Paris? Notre Dame. What is the Paris Review? Uh, it's like a, a newsletter kind of oh. situation, some kind of periodical. Not really sure. I found it. I Googled. Oh. I don't know what it is. So okay. this is a quote from Ob Objects of Despair, Mirrors, by Megan O'Giblin. Hopefully I didn't slaughter her name too badly. Probably did. In the Paris Review from March 2019. No common object has inspired as much dread, confusion, and morbid anxiety as the mirror. Superstitions exist in practically every culture. Sicro mirrors are covered in many countries, lest they lure the soul from the ailing body, and are cloaked after a death in others to prevent the spirit from lingering. A Chinese myth once held that images in the mirror were actually demonic beings who are pretending to be our reflections while silently plotting our deaths. When I was a child, the popular folklore held that if you stood before a darkened mirror and chanted Bloody Mary three times, it would conjure a witch who would, if you failed to pass her tests, murder you. I never took the dare, but the story spooked me enough that I spent years avoiding my image in darkened mirrors, afraid that merely thinking the incantation could invoke her. Narcissus was the first to die from looking at his reflection in a pool of water. So that so sad. is the opening yeah. of our little show. Do you know what uh, the fear of mirrors is called? I do not. I thought you, you might ask, Ron, what is the fear of mirrors called? Ron, what is the fear of mirrors called? It is called iso... Here we go. Trophophobia. Oh Give me that. E I uh, try it. God. All right. I I stop trop Okay. Yeah, I can see you even the ants have a problem with this. <laughs> I stop trophobia. I stop trophobia. If you say so. God bless you. That's what it's called. Fear of mirrors. <laughs> All right. Thanks God. for sharing that. Yeah, no. Thanks for sharing. It's just like killed five minutes oh, trying to say the word. My God. So, many times at Spirit Quest, yes. we have what? For those who don't know, Spirit Quest is our annual uh, conference. I hate to say conference. Event. It's a event. better word for it. Because it's far much better than, far much better. It's so been much, a long time so since much, been on the air. Okay. So much better than a Paracon because it's, it's so much hands-on and involved and everything else. It's, it's really cool. We've been doing this for eight years now. And um, we do themes, and we do Saturday night ghost hunts and thingies and all this cool stuff. And some of the stuff we've done there was mirror gazing and other crazy stuff. 
a psychomantian yes. chamber. I, well, yeah, it was called the dead chamber, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Whatever works. Which was dead entity. <laughs> I, I forget can't remember. Which anomaly. Yeah. Anomaly. Is he D E A D? Dead entity anomaly detector. Okay. I think. All right. I think. Okay. I made I'm the name up, so I don't know. Why not? You know why which not? is cool. And and people went there and they sat in this lovely thing and which is similar to the psychomantium chamber. Yes, yes. There's no H in there. Psychomantium. Psychomantium chamber. Okay. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> you keep putting an H in it. Okay, so Don't make me So what a psychomantium you. chamber is, it's a small enclosed area set up with a comfortable chair, dim lighting. Usually you have a candle in there. Uh, and a mirror angled so as not to reflect anything but darkness. And it's another form of communicating with the dead. So the psychomantium was actually uh, popularized by Raymond Moody, who was originator of the term near-death experience, or N-D-E. Uh, he has a book that he wrote about this called Reunions. There's another one called Life After Life, I believe. Mm. Uh, and he originally believed... Uh, this was a useful tool to resolve grief. Uh, and so you would gaze into the mirror. You don't want to see your reflection. You just want to see, you can still see into the mirror, but you don't want to really be looking at yourself. And it was a way to contact, another way to contact spirits, spirit communication. And they used this also in spiritualism. And... Originally, it comes from Greece. Stop taking a picture of me. <laughs> from the Greek word. I forgot what you look like. Necromantion. And so it was another form of, of scryer, scrying, mirror mm -hmm. scrying. So the whole idea is that this is a place that you can go and you can hopefully talk with your loved ones. Oh, I'm over here now. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, you know what? What? <laughs> we forgot to play cemetery tripping. We were supposed to do that first before we dove into So this. it's my fault. It's, it's Ron's fault. Yeah. Let's hold this thought because I want to do the cemetery tripping before we get too deep into the psychomantium chambers. We do? Yes. So is that okay? So never mind about this. Uh, we're going to go with Just hold that thought. <laughs> I know. Let's jump off the horse in the middle of the river. Russ, can you please play cemetery tripping for me? Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today on Cemetery Tripping, I would like to talk about a mystery surrounding a single monument rather than an entire cemetery. 
I recently had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Stephen Rogan of the Bridgewater Historical Commission, and he told me an intriguing story that I would like to share. A beautiful lady stands on the highest hilltop in Mount Prospect Cemetery in Bridgewater, Mass., looking over the grave of Elsie de la Martyr Dill, who died at the age of 46 in 1929. Her husband, Colby Dill, commissioned American sculptor Harriet Whitney Frischmuth to create the memorial, which is entitled The Beyond. Although now green with verdigris, this gorgeous bronze statue stands with an uplifted head, one arm holding a bouquet of five lilies, which symbolize her children, and the other arm outstretched to heaven. She wears a flowing gown and sandals, looking carefree, having been released of her earthly binds. Now the mystery comes in. One night in the winter of 1967-68, the statue was stolen from the grave. It is believed that the only way it would have been able to have been taken out of that cemetery was with a helicopter, as it weighed several tons. Family members were devastated, convinced that it had been melted down by thieves who wanted the money from scrap metal. At that time, the price of bronze and copper had skyrocketed, and items of this composition were rapidly disappearing, especially in cemeteries, where they would be least likely to be immediately missed. Little is known about the why and the how, but the sculpture ended up in an antique shop in Albany, New York, where it was purchased, cared for, and eventually donated to the Hyde Art Museum in Glens Falls, New York, in 1992. Upon receiving it, the museum did some research on the statue and discovered its rightful home. So in 2018, the Beyond was sent back to Mount Prospect to once more mark Elsie's grave. Mount Prospect is a lovely cemetery to visit, established in 1842, and has some other wonderful statuary as well as historic graves. I hope you will make the climb up to the top of the hill to visit Elsie's grave and marvel at the beyond. <laughs> nice, nice. Wasn't that a cool story? It is. I, I, was... I find it very flawed, though. Oh, Ron's asking me questions. He's, he's listening to it. What about this and what about that? I don't know any particulars. I don't know anything a helicopter. about the backstory. I don't know. It's just what someone told me. Mm. It's what someone told me. And it's, I've never heard of a, a cemetery theft heist before. There's like lots of that. them all the time. They steal those little metal plaques from veterans. That's not a heist. Yeah, it is. They're not stealing a... a, a Ten ton. Yeah, but they still tons of them, and they add them all up, and it'd be ten tons. <laughs> they steal that stuff all the time. Still a flag holder that's this big. They can put do that you know in their steal, pocket. Do you know they steal weather vanes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. They steal all that stuff. Yeah. I know. I know. So, so why are you surprised? That they would steal an entire statue? Yeah. That's like ten feet tall? I don't, I don't they, know. I don't think they stole it for them. Why would I be Metal. surprised? Well, it costs more money for the freaking helicopter in, than, the, than the, the statue would be in I Meltdown think, I think a private collector, this was a very famous artist. See, so you're I thinking. Think I like that. Someone wanted it for their private collection. And they said, You challenged them. I appreciate me. it. There you go. Fetch, fetch me. me. The Beyond. Right. Immediately. And I don't care how you get her. It's like a Mission Impossible. Thing. Right. It's really crazy. So, anyways, I went and I saw her. 
uh, because I had Monday off, and I mm -hmm. went down and I, I saw her, and she is indeed very lovely. So, there you go. Did you ever go see Mr. and Mrs. Ro uh, Jones? No, Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh, with um, Brad Pitt and um, no, that's Angelina the other one. Jolie. Yeah, Mrs. Oh, that's, Mrs. That's, Smith. That's, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Smith, right? Yeah, we're the, way off topic and here. And then it's keep, yeah. Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh. So watch them. Okay. Jen and I binged them a lot this weekend. Okay. They were good. All right. So we're going to get back Funny. to the oh, where were we? Oh. Necromantion. Right. Which came from Greece. Oh, I don't know. Somebody. So it was an ancient Greek temple of necromancy. Devoted Not to, to Hades with... and Persephone. Don't mm. get going off okay. on that. According to tradition, it was located on the banks of the Acheron River in Epirus near the ancient city of Ephira. Okay, so I guess before I go further into this, mm -hmm. um, we do. I have a little short video that kind of shows what this ancient Greek temple looked like. Really? And yes. Is it haunted? So, uh, probably. Oh, cool. Isn't everything haunted? Probably. So, yes, I'm going to show you another Demolis video. Is it's only quick. It's and like a minute too. and a half. Just so you can see what a necromantion from Greece looks like. So, and we're going to need to talk over this video because there's no, there's no audio with it. What do you mean we? I will. I will. So, Russ, could you roll that video, please? <laughs> okay. So, we are going into the archaeological site here of the uh, Necromantion, and there are subtitles on here for those of you who are reading it, and it's where the Acheron, Periplethagothlon, and Cursitus rivers meet. Wow. <laughs> and uh, these rivers are believed to flow through the water uh, of the kingdom of Hades. Ooh, that's hell, you know. Yeah, I know. Mm. So what people did would they would come to this temple and uh, they would want to talk to their loved ones. And there was a whole big process that they would go through at this temple. And it involved, it was a ritual and it involved elaborate ceremonies where celebrants seeking to the dead would start by gathering in the temple and consuming a meal of broad beans, pork, barley bread, oysters, and a narcotic compound. I thought that was kind of interesting. You've got to be high to go in here first. Timothy Leary was all Following that. cleansing ceremony and the sacrifice of sheep, uh, the faithful would descend into this meandering corridor, which you're looking at now, and... They would leave offerings, and then they would pose a series of questions and chant prayers. And the celebrants would then, get this, witness the priest arise from the floor. It could have been something to do with those drugs they took. Um, and the, the priest would begin to fly through the temple with the use of uh, some type of theatrical crane. So... That's what they did in the Necromantians. Which... Actually, levitation is not that unfamiliar to the world before us. Oh, okay. There are quite it's a few documented cases. Fly that... around all the yes, time? Yes, very good, interesting ones. Wow. We may go on that into that in another time. Okay. Yeah. 
So this was this was the the basis for the psychomantium chamber. Right. Obviously, today's mycosant. I can't, I can't even say it. Psychomantium? Psychomantium chamber is a lot less complicated than the necromantion. Sure. Uh, so one of the things that Raymond Moody came up with. Dr. Dr. Raymond Moody mm-hmm. uh, was that he, so he had published this book of near-death experiences in an anecdotal fashion, apparently, um, because he ran into another psychiatrist who told him how he journeyed into the afterlife and he was dead for nearly nine minutes at the age of 20. So Moody decided to start accumulating stories from other people about this. He didn't ask me. And, yeah, he didn't interview you? Yeah, probably about his age. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably a little older. Yeah. Maybe. And so he coined the term near-death experience in this book um, and firmly believes that he has absolutely no doubt, based on what his patients have told him, that they got a glimpse of the beyond and that there is an afterlife. Uh, So he decided that he would build a psychomantium in Alabama, which he calls the Dr. John D. Theater of the Mind. And by staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room, Moody claims that people are able to summon visions of spiritual apparitions. So that I is the Ron K. Theater of the Mind. The Ron K. Theater of the Mind. <laughs> the Ronald Kolek. Yeah. Van Helsing's Theater of the Mind. Ooh, so, I mean, he's had a lot of criticism, as uh, probably most people do who have this train of thought. Not really, but, because, uh, well, th- of course, there's always going to be criticism, but there, there are a lot of people that have done intensive study with this in similar aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the Houghton Mansion. You remember the Houghton Mansion? Yes. It used to be a very haunted place mm-hmm. before it was sold. And uh, well, just it's probably just, still haunted, but it's just sold. No, they clean, <laughs> cleaned it out the ghost. They brought in somebody that, Threw some smoke around. And, oh, yeah? yeah? And I'm sure they... Poof. Poof. Oh. Okay. Ooh, go away. I'll go go away. To the light. To All the right. light. To the light. <laughs> <laughs> to the light. To the light. Wasn't that a song? To the yes. light. To the light. To the light. Oh, that's the right. Never mind. Um, anyways. Yeah, so Josh Mantello of Berkshire Paranormal um, used to do events with me up there, and he built a psychomantium chamber mm-hmm. out of, in a closet, because that's was, how small it is. I was in it. You were in it? Yeah. Oh! <gasps> Anything happen? No. Oh. <laughs> Basically, it was a dark room, and there was a chair in it, and there was a light behind it, because that's where you're supposed to have indirect lighting, mm-hmm. and then the mirror, which you can't see your image in, and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, before Spirit Quest, before Revelation, and these are some of the, the, the events that we did way back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, we used to do these events up there called uh, Contact. Right. And one year, I brought in, um, uh, what's her name? Jane Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, the one psychic with the psychic belly. belly. Yeah, yeah. So she also works. It's different. She Never also, see it. We got to have her on the show. She's fun. Yeah. Anyway, we have. Yeah, we have had her on the show. Not, Not the live. physical live Not show. This, yeah. yeah, on the radio. Yeah, radio yeah. show. But anyways, uh, she was on uh, Dead Tenants, too, the TV show back in the day, one of the early TV shows. 
Anyways, she also works with the Crystal Skulls. So she came in and she did this event with us and a bunch of other stuff happened and blah, 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 whatever. So Mar and I, Maureen and I, Maureen Wood, used to, used to do this uh, podcast, the original Ghost Chronicles, which was just me taking a little handheld recorder and recording our, our little experiences together. And uh, it was terrible audio and absolutely horrible. At the, it the was biggest, terrible. The biggest compl- Those words just come out of your mouth. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was the biggest complaint. Of the, I mean, it was a little handheld recorder. And I just like, we'd talk right. into it and, and yeah. record it. It's not like I held it in front of me. We, you know, and it, it, it was the number one go show on uh, <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Everybody complained about the audio. It was the, the only go show on iTunes. Uh, well, back in the day, there were a few others. <laughs> but anyways, so we decided to do one in the psychomanthium chamber. So Maureen went in there and she sat in the chair. Remember, this is made for one person. Right. Right. So... She was sitting in the chair, and then I was scrunched in at her feet by the mirror, all in there with the little recorder, <laughs> kind of sitting there, all crunched in. And, uh, you know, we started, and she started meditating, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, I was looking at the mirror, and the mirror got, like, all foggy. It was, like, really? smoky, really weird. It got, like, smoky in it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the smoke started to form a skull, which is funny because... Jane Doherty had worked with the crystal skulls earlier. Mm-hmm. And it started uh, forming a crystal skull. And then all of a sudden this jet of, I don't know, jet of hand or arm of thing came out of the mirror. Now seriously? remember, seriously, I'm sitting below the mirror. So this uh-huh. stupid ass thing is, is coming up <laughs> over me. Wait, language. Oh, yeah. sorry, I forgot we're on TV. Um, so this, this thing uh, came out over me, right? Then all of a sudden, I know Maureen's a, a channel. You know, she yes. she channels. All thing. Next thing I know, she starts channeling. Oh boy! Okay, so she stands up, and this is not a big place. She stands up, and says, here I am, stuck in the little bottom, <laughs> looking up at like this. And she's growling at me or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! It was the thing. Finally, uh, after a little while, I did get her back, and oh, that's good. We survived. Thank God. The funniest thing, though, I, I put a picture. This was uh, this show was actually on Jeff Belanger's. Uh, website, um, Ghost Village. There's the whole series of them was on there. Mm-hmm. But we always took pictures that had to associate it. So somebody took a picture of us going out of the cha- chamber. <laughs> it looked like we had made out. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, Maureen. That's what she said. Don't ever let that picture get on the internet. Yeah. Guess what? It was on the internet. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, great. It, was, yeah. Was, it was intriguing, though. It was really interesting. And another time... Um, we did another event there, and there was a bunch of people that came through. And one of the the persons that came uh, that came to the event, excuse me, uh, and did the psychomanthium chamber was a student of Moody. Oh, and uh, that's cool. She went back. She did the, the psychomanthium. Now you usually don't do it in a haunted location. Right. You do it in your own house or in a lab right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. So she had one, in fact, in her cellar, and. On the way back, she had a heart attack. Oh, no. Yeah. So she was like, she swear it had something to do with the, the mirror in there. So, oh, my God. I don't know. Was but she was all right? Crazy. Yeah, she lived. Yeah. Right. You know, what the hell. She was alive? Yeah, she lived. It was oh, just, you know, she lived. Heart attacks. You know, oh. people live heart attacks. Well, it was like a major I know, one. but you know, I don't it was know. A major coronary one where you went keeling over it. She had chest pains with the doctor and da, da, da. She had a heart attack. Oh, hmm. okay. All right. Well, that's that's terrible. So don't try this at home. Yeah, don't mm. try this at home, kids. Yeah.
Go ahead. I, I just want to say, like... You're going to say? The psycho... I'm not going to sing. Oh. I want to say, so these psychomantiums that... And we've had a couple a, a couple different spirit quests. And I oh, just yeah. We talked about somewhere before we did something. I can't, like, I just... I, have, I, I always shy away from it. I, it's not... Yeah. It's just kind of not my thing. But I, I, it's, I think it's, it's not, there's too many people. There's so many people. There's too much pressure. And it's like, you, you feel like you have to go fast, go fast, go fast. And it's really, you That's because be you didn't have a good facilitator. Meditating. If you had a good facilitator like me, you would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done, Are you trying to blame Steve Parsons? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We've done, we've done uh, gazing at uh, the old mass in Cockett on the uh, North Bridge. Mm-hmm. We went out at midnight one time and... Uh, had I had everybody look over the edge into the water and Is that a full moon? How, how actually did it was. See, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's but, quite a height though. We were up on the bridge? Yeah. Oh. But you're looking down at the water. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you're not supposed to see your face in it. You well, just that's see the true. reflection. That's true. Yeah. Silly. But I don't know, it kinda it kinda creeps me out. Yeah. Like, honestly. Honestly. But I mean I know it's another form of communication and, you know, it's a good way to to do it on your own, I suppose, as long as you're well, looking for your loved ones. There's a lot of research in it because you're supposed to uh, connect with, with ones that have passed or, right. or even with your own uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Dr. Cal, Co- uh, Cal Cooper, Cooper, right, he's been doing a lot of work in the uh, sensory deprivation uh, oh, chamber yeah. mm-hmm. in, in the U.K., which is basically a big swimming pool. Our, our board pool. president yeah. used yeah. to have one. Really? Yeah. Our board president really? used to have one. Um, Did he go in naked? In his garage. I it's none of my business. I don't know. That's what Cal had to do. I he had to go in there. Know. You go in there naked, right? And the water's a certain temperature. You just float in it. It's just, salt. It's it's heavily. Yeah, you float in it. Yeah, you float in it. Salt you, ha- water, you have so uh, you just you have pink noise beamed in, and uh, it's it's pretty much your sensory deprivation. Mm-hmm. And you wear wear uh, special goggles, right, yeah. and everything else, and it's it's kind of cool. It's not always for communication, though. It's no. Well, well, his experiments is to see if that um, can induce paranormal activity. Okay. Sort of like similar to the God helmet. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. anyway, uh, so I guess it's time for the news. I'm I'm getting that that clue. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably, uh, yeah, we go to the news. So anything else you want to wind up on the uh, psychomathium? Well, I wanted to talk about how to connect, how to actually do it, but I, I, should I do that before the news? Is it on the psychomathium or is it gazing? It's on the psychomathium. Well, it's kind of both. It's mirroring. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about haunted movies. Movies. Oh, silly. Haunted mirrors, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, too. Okay. Yeah. Then we're going to go right now to the Power News with our favorite Power News reporter. Who's that? Oh, Nathan Mayer. Welcome to Paranormal News. I'm your host, Nathan Mayer. This segment choice topic is creepy pastas, and no, it's not about stalky spaghetti. 
Anyway, creepy pastas are creepy, frightening, and or utterly terrifying, terrifying, and sometimes laughable, terrible, horrible-related legends or images that have been copied and pasted around the internet. These internet entries are often brief, user-generated, paranormal stories intended to scare readers. They include gruesome tales of murder, suicide, and other worldly occurrences. According to the New York Times magazine, the genre had its peak audience in 2010 when it was covered by the New York Times. The exact origins of creepypasta is unknown. Many early creepypastas consist of rituals, personal antidotes, and urban legends, and were usually written anonymously routinely reposted, making the history of the genre difficult to study. I will briefly elaborate on three such fictionist characters in this genre and their origins. The first being Slenderman, who has become an internet icon and has influenced popular culture. Slenderman is a thin, unnaturally tall, fictional, supernatural humanoid with no distinguishable facial facial and head features, who wears a trademark black suit. The character originated in a 2009 Something Awful Internet Forum Photoshop competition by Eric Knudsen, also known as Victor Surge, later being featured as a main antagonist named The Operator in the Marble Hornet's alternative, alternative reality game. According to most stories, he stalks, abducts, or traumatizes people, particularly children. The legend also caused a controversy with the Slenderman stabbing in 2014, which caused a moral panic after readers of his fiction were connected to several violent acts. Come to think of it, Mr. Burns, the owner of the operator of the Springfield nuclear power plant, has a trim physique as Slenderman. Anyways, the second person on my list is this man. You might have seen him on a billboard, an advertising billboard, and perhaps even in your dreams. According to this man website, since 2006, at least 2,000 unrelated people in many cities around the world, including Los Angeles, Berlin, Tehran, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, and Moscow, etc., have dreamt of this man. At the moment, there is no ascertained relation or common trait among the people that have dreamt of this man. Moreover, no living man has ever been recognized as resembling this man. However, according to Internet research and information, the truth behind this man is that the original photo and website were created by marketing, a marketing company that specializes in subversive hoaxes. But that also explanation could also be a hoax. Lastly is this character, Momo. Momo is a July 2018 meme pre- pertaining an image of a woman possessing a large grin with a beak-like mouth, a pointed nose, and bulging eyes. While the image itself is actually a picture of a modern art sculpture there was first post, that was first posted in 2016 when it was pu- publicly exhibited and then was additionally cropped down 
An urban legend has arisen about this image, believing it has some connection to the WhatsApp app. <laughs> Given reports of private information being leaked, there was no number associated with the Momo account. After a recent surge of a controversy, it was announced that the original sculpture had dismantled the sculpture of Momo, largely because of the controversy and as well as additionally being beginning to rot. I just want to leave you with this sentiment. Humans must take care of teaching artificial intelligence, or one day we will be the ones deleted. Back to you, Anne and Ron. Nope. Oh. Nobody can delete me. <laughs> no oh, that Momo. How hard they try. That Momo is just the creepiest thing really? I've ever seen. Ugh. Ugh. Just, yeah. I don't even know. Why would, how would someone, it I was think a it's sculpture. Cool myself. How would anybody even sculpt that? I don't know. You think it's cool? From the darkest I think recess. it's terrifying. I think it's awesome. I, any, any little kid that saw I love that all should like be creepy terrified. stuff. Hmm? You love all that creepy, creepy stuff? stuff? Well, I like creepy stuff, too, but that was just weird. Right, very, fine. very weird. Okay, so I just want to follow up. So if you are interested in doing uh, psychomantium chamber, doing mirror gazing on your own, it is kind of, you know, it's really a form of meditation. And let me tell you, if you go on the Internet, and I've been on, I've, I've kind of been trolling around looking at these things for you know, leading up to the show. So there's one out there from the Altrusian Grace Media, which is literally, um, it's a guided meditation for use with mirror gazing, psychomantium spirit communication. So basically the guy talks to you for about nine minutes, and it's just a black screen. It's just a black screen. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Alsatian, Altrusian Grace Media. And... Uh, he just talks to you in a very calm, gentle voice, and he leads you down the path of spirit communication. Yes, I think I would be asleep. I think looking at this, I would be asleep. And then he just stops talking, and for the next 21 minutes, you're just looking at a black screen. It's, it's strange. It's very strange. Um, and I did want to give credit I'm sorry for that video that we saw earlier of the uh, Necromantium Chamber. That was put on YouTube by Very Nice Travel. And uh, they uh, did a nice little video. So I did want to give them credit and not get in trouble for lifting their stuff. Oh, please do. Okay. So how to contact the dead and communicate with spirits by mirror gazing. And this is developed by Raymond Moody. So the first thing you want to do is you want to start with some food. Why not? I, I always agree with yeah, that. I agree okay? with that too, yeah. So to get into a serene state of mind, you want to eliminate caffeine and dairy the day before. Eat simple meals leading up to your session, such, such as fruits and vegetables. So you don't want to be all bleh and logy because you'll just fall asleep. Okay, location. Go to the quietest part of the house where you can truly relax. Unplug all the clocks and get rid of the phones. Get all of your little distractions out of that room. Clothing. Take off all your jewelry, not your clothes, including watches. Sorry, Ron. Uh, wear loose, comfortable clothing. Get those yoga pants on and these big T-shirt, right? Uh, get a big mirror. 
Big Momo. No, no Momo. Place a large mirror in front of a comfy chair and place it so you can gaze at it comfortably. It's best if you cannot see your own reflection. You really don't want to be staring at yourself, but you want to be able to see into the mirror. I know uh, some people like to do that. Chair, yeah. Chair, sit in your chair with your head supported. So, you know, it's kind of lay back, right? Yeah. Awareness. Ease into your transition to an altered state of awareness. Posture. Relax your posture. Roll those shoulders back, okay? Get comfy. Your mood. Soothe yourself with aesthetically pleasing material for about 15 minutes by looking at works of art or listening to soft music in order to stimulate awareness. Memories. Gather photographs and personal items of the loved one you wish to contact. Touch them and remember your loved one. Imprint your loved one firmly in your mind. Family films and videos can help or anything else that you associate them with. And light. At twilight, light a candle and place it behind you. A dim light from behind you is ideal, but experiment with the light for proper adjustment. Twilight is best because it typically stimulates altered states, especially for first-timers. So that's how you get into your whole psychomantium, psychomantium experience. And it says, he said, the experiences typically last only about a minute. Um, and Don't mind me, I'm giving the stage directions. Oh, here. okay. While, while what we're do you, on the, yeah. Ron's way, they were waving at me. <laughs> so uh, it says that he has seen an 85% success rate in obtaining visions from his clients. Um, that was so boring, I don't even remember what you said. Thanks, and you should keep a log. Thank you. Okay, now that you're all sleeping. I'm not blaming you, I'm blaming Moody. That all was right, like, we'll blame Raymond Moody. Put me to but sleep see, on that. Well, look, it already had a profound effect on you, oh, right? It did, so you're right. all ready to do merigazing. Right. Right? Sure. Okay. So That's what I was thinking. Merigazing. Right. Talk about the mirror. Who who here had sleepovers and played Bloody Mary? Okay, okay. Everybody out there, our huge studio audience, they're all raising their little hands. Okay, Bloody Mary. You want to talk about Bloody Mary? Oh, you go. You go. I don't want to talk about Bloody Mary. Sure you do. Bloody Mary's creepy. No, she isn't. She's uh, just a misunderstood woman. <laughs> oh, aren't we all? Aren't yeah, we all? True. So true. So Bloody Eddie Mary. Glad to see you. Yes. Uh, actually, came out of folklore, um, and is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. Oh. The Bloody Mary apparition may be benign or malevolent, depending on historic variations of the legend. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there's there's all kinds, but these it's, Bloody Mary was a party game. And uh, again, if you go on the internet and you'd like to see a lot of scary videos, there was one that really got me today. Really? And I was gonna I was gonna play it on the show. Should have. Like, no, we've already had too many videos. We've already had too many videos. Okay. So. Um. <laughs> so this is, I mean, this is what I had. I, I did a, it's, oddly enough, I did a newsletter. If you don't get my newsletter, wait, please do sign up at the Any Ghost Project website, anyghostproject.com. And uh, we send it out. It's, it's got a lot of articles in it and stuff. It's kind of good. I mean, people get it to read the articles, not the pictures. That's right. right. That's right. So... <laughs> uh, like all good games gone awry, it usually begins with a teenage girl's slumber party. Right. One brave soul, a shy girl who wants to prove herself 
or is manipulated into volunteering. She goes into the dark bathroom her by herself with a large candle and a large mirror, no, the lighted candle and a large mirror. Standing in front of the mirror, she slowly chants, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh, now you're going to summon her. If nothing happens, she spins around three times, chanting, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, and then looks into the mirror. If anything else fails, okay, she slowly chants, I believe in Bloody Mary. Oh, God. I believe in Bloody Mary. I believe in Bloody Mary. I think I would be praying that nothing would happen at and this point. And if that point don't work. Oh, if that fails, run out of the room uh, screaming. I killed your baby, Bloody oh, Mary. Oh, no. I killed That's your baby, awful. Bloody Mary. Oh, why never did that? I killed baby, Bloody um, no. Mary. So no. that's, that's the, the fail-safe of everything else work. So what happens if you do that? Buddy Mary will appear, and one of the following will happen. She reaches out from the mirror and rips your eyes out and scratches your face, leaving you horribly scarred. Your hair turns white, you drop dead, you go insane, or you disappear into the mirror, trapped there for eternity. Fun. One of the above. Sounds great. So you're going to do it? Me? Yeah, you. No! Why not? Me? I just happen to have a mirror and candle set up oh, for you. Oh, seriously? Come on. Who wants to see the blonde shell do Bloody Mary on live on TV? Come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Come on. You got to do it. Wait, I have to detach myself. Yeah, all right. So you go set up over there, and, right. I, and I'll do a little lead tell into this. Tell a story. Yeah, I'll tell, tell a story. story, Uncle Ron. So, anyways, I'll be back. the origin of the legend uh, is traced to one of the historical characters, uh, Mary Tudor, Mary the First of England, who uh, put many Protestants to their death for hearsay and uh, was given the name Bloody Mary for killing all the Protestants. Elizabeth Bathory, who also known as the Queen of Blood, who supposedly convicted of murdering hundreds of young girls so she could bathe in their blood and remain eternal. Or Mary Worth, a witch that was executed at the Salem witch trials. So I'm not sure which one is which, but uh, you let me know when you're ready over there, Mary. Uh, Mar- okay. Are you all set? I think I'm ready. All right, so why don't we switch to Anne now, and uh, let's see if we can summon the uh, Bloody Mary. Oh, God. Oh, isn't she sweet? It's supposed to be doing it in the dark. It is dark. You just can't see it. There's my candle. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let her rip. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I don't see her. Bloody Mary. She's not coming, Ron. Where am I supposed to do now? Well, stand up three times. Turn around. Yep. Wait, I, I take my mic off again. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I'm tethered. All right. Right. So now I have to turn around. Don't worry, Russ. I'm still going to hold the mic. Okay. You better kick that chair out of the way so you don't trip over it or else we'll Okay. Damn, I look good, Bloody though. Mary okay, here. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. This again. I'm going the wrong way. Okay. Now I'm dizzy. And she's still not here. All right. So did it come through? I'm not going to say anything about killing her baby. So I want you to say, I killed your baby, Bloody Mary. No. I killed your ba- no. 
No. There was something else in between, wasn't there? All right. Well, we'll I believe a, in Bloody Mary. That works. So say it slowly three times. Don't say anything between it. Go ahead. I believe in Bloody Mary. I believe in Bloody Mary. I believe in Bloody Mary. You're not supposed to laugh. Okay, she's not here. I'm going to go back and sit down. So if anybody saw anything in the mirror who's watching this show, please let us know. Besides at, uh, Zach. <laughs> where's, where's our uh, email address? What do we, we, how do we get them, let them, what if they saw somebody? I don't know. Can I go back to my seat? Yeah, you can come back now. Okay. So where, where was that? Where's our email address? Where, where can we send this to? Anyghostproject.com? All right, fine. Yes. All right. No, so, so if you saw anything in the mirror while Anne was doing this Bloody Mary thing, we want you to... Ridiculous Bloody Mary thing. Yes. It's not ridiculous. It's a very it serious experience. Okay. Experience. Experiment. Serious. Yes. So Paranormal if any, detective work. Yes, exactly. Which we're so, really always good at. Exactly. So if... <laughs> If you uh, saw anything in the mirror while Ann was doing that, then you can email me at uh, anyghostproject at comcast.net. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject at comcast.net. Or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, yeah, and message us there. that works, too. So whatever you that want to do. That works, too. So what do you think? Was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. If Bloody Mary comes to visit me this evening when I'm going to bed, I'm I'll like, be in drinking. I don't I'm care. I'm going to be mad at you. My husband's going to be madder. I so. got my photograph to do it. Okay. You, you can have Bloody Mary. I got my photograph. You deal with the girls in your photo. Oh, is it? You have a question? We have a question from John. Hey, John. He wants to know if the magic mirror is haunted. I don't know. I think um, I think Prudence has the magic mirror up there. So that mirror is haunted, isn't there? A story behind it? Oh yeah, a little. It's it's. I don't know. I'm glad you asked, John. Really haunted, but thank you, John. So yeah, that mirror was my in-laws. Belonged to um, my husband's parents, and after my father-in-law passed away, my mother-in-law moved to a smaller apartment. So she had this mirror, and it's an old mirror. I don't even know how old it is. And it's the kind that you'd screw into the top of a uh, a bureau, you know, when you could, you know, tilt it. You know the kind I'm talking about, right? And so I brought it home, and I like thought... Like a vanity mirror. I will, yeah. Mm. I'll put it into Alex's bedroom. Why not? Alex had a fit. Nope. You're not going to put that in my room. I'm afraid I'm going to see Papa in it. Ooh. And I well, she's she's got a little gift like that. So <laughs> is she esotrophophobia? For for me, maybe for many years, she would not let me put it in her room. I think she was about eight um, after he passed and after my mother-in-law moved and all that. So finally, when she got to be a teenager, she said, "All right, you can put it in my room. I'm I'm okay. I don't think I'm going to see Puppet in it." So. As far as I know, she did not, but she sees her grandmother all the time in her dreams, so talks to her. What? Nothing. I'm just enthralled. You're enthralled? Yeah, okay. enthralled. Okay. So I think my daughter's, you know, got a little psychic gift. That's right. Cool. Talks to dead people. <laughs> Good. Okay. So did you have another story for us that you were going to tell us? No, I was going to talk about some of the, the other things about mirrors that we know about. You know, uh, 
We all heard the story about uh, breaking a mirror, get seven years bad luck. Yes. Right. And that superstition back, dates back to the Romans ah. who lived in Italy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they believed that life renewed itself every seven years and that breaking a mirror would cause uh, damage to the soul. It okay. was reflecting at the time of the duration. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. However, if you do break a mirror, all's not lost. Mm-hmm. You may not get seven years bad luck because there are several remedies how to do it. Early American slaves believed that it was bad luck uh, could be washed away uh-huh. by immersing the pieces of the broken mirror in a self-flowing water for seven hours. Ah, there's that seven again. Yep. Another uh, states that seven years of bad luck may be kept by taking the mirror shards and grinding them into fine powder so they no longer reflect any image at How all. How the heck would I do that? I don't know. You could gnaw on it, Beat it to death with a hammer? I mm. mean, I don't know. Put it in a bag. Hey, I didn't write this. <laughs> don't ask me. How do you crush up a mirror? Okay. Still, another says uh, by taking the broken pieces and putting them in the bag and burying in the backyard will accomplish the same thing. Oh. So. So years later, someone will step on them and cut Bloody Mary will come yeah, out. Bloody Mary will rip their eyes out. <laughs> Pull you into Just the saying. Could happen. <laughs> well, and, I was, uh, I was uh, moving that mirror today. I'm like, please don't let me drop this mirror. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways, in the Jewish religion, it's important to cover all the Marys in the house Always. during uh, yeah. Shiva. Shiva. Yep, mm-hmm. for seven days of mourning. Uh, if the mir- mirrors aren't covered, the spirit of the deceased may become trapped in one of them mm-hmm. and not be able to move on to the afterlife. That's right. There you go. That's right. Uh, some other cultures insist that mirrors should be covered at night when people are sleeping to make sure the dreamer's wandering soul does not get trapped in one. Sucked into the mirror. In the Serbo-Croatian culture, a mirror is sometimes buried with the dead, both to prevent the spirit from wandering and to keep evil men from rising. Oh, evil men. Hmm. What about evil women? Oh, they're okay. We all like a good evil woman once in a while. It's a song about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we talked about Bloody Mary. That's some of those. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's other ones that aren't so bad. So um, there are other superstitions. For instance, if a new couple catches first sight of each other in the mirror, they will have a happy marriage. Oh, okay. Isn't that nice? Nice. To see, uh, to see an image of her future husband, a woman is told to eat an apple while sitting in front of a mirror, then brush her hair. While doing so, the image of the man she would marry would appear over her shoulder. Oh, that's weird. You know, that's kind of linked to Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, really? She ate an apple? That was, that, that was written in here. It was when it um, talked about it being a parlor game. Yeah. Um, so this was uh, historically the ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards. That was my next one. Holding, oh, say, I'm sorry, but That's it was fine. part of Bloody Mary. Holding a, a candle Bloody Mary. and a hand mirror in a darkened house. It didn't make it too difficult for him, did they? 
As they gaze into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face, but they could also see his skull instead, indicating that they were going to die before they could get married. There you go. There you go. Isn't that cheerful? Oh, can we quick, we have a picture to go with that, Russ? That's the, um, it's an old Halloween card that I found. Yeah, whatever. So, when I was uh, online. Can I, I continue with my stories here? Sure, but that's, there's the, they used to, there's the witch in the corner with the woman looking in the mirror, supposedly seeing her future husband. Oh, nice. So that was part of the Bloody Mary tradition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can take that down. Ron's mad. So, yes. If you feel sorry, uh, if you feel sorrowful or troubled while home alone and no one to talk to no. and no apparent way to control no your depression, me. stand up before the mirror and gaze into your eyes. The anxiety oh. should disappear. Really? Ancient Chinese believed that mirrors frightened away evil spirits and scared uh, who are scared by their own appearances. If the mirror is broken, the protection is lost. There's a compound mirror you actually put over your house to keep evil spirits away. Oh. Uh, if a mirror breaks in a house, uh, someone in a house will die. Someone seeing a reflection That's in a cheerful. room. Yeah, I know. It's someone, in a ref- someone seeing a reflection in a room where someone has recently died will soon die themselves. <laughs> Actors believe that it's bad luck to see the reflection while looking over another person's shoulder. Ideally, no mirror should be hung so low that it cuts off the tallest person's head. Doing so will cause headaches throughout the house. All right. Hmm. Good to know. You're almost done there because we're running out of time. Oh, it's my fault? The audience is going, thank God. Did no, you know? I didn't say it was your fault. Did you know that uh, supposedly when Abraham Lincoln died, all the mirrors in the White House were covered? I did know that. Actually, you well, you didn't mention it. Sorry. Fine, whatever. It. So we out of time. <laughs> we are out of time. All right. <laughs> but I think we've exhausted the subject pretty thoroughly. I had more interesting tidbits. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll just. Well, you wanted it. me to do Bloody Mary, and you know, Bloody it's Mary time was consuming. Good. Okay. Even though you didn't take it serious. I can't. I just can't. I just, you know, I just. I would have done it. Okay. Would, we would have had. Serious? We would have had that that woman come <laughs> flying out of the mirror. <laughs> she would have grabbed you and pulled you in. Try to scratch my eyes up and uh, only get my glasses. <laughs> I fooled you, you hag. Well, we have to go. We do. We do have to wrap this up. We didn't get the wrap. We, yes, we did. What was that? Uh, two minutes ago. Oh, okay. So. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. I hope you've enjoyed our mirror show. So be careful out no there. No reflection on you. Uh, be careful out there with your own mirrors. And we will see you again next month on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Peace and light. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 